there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! At last, it's Derby Week. We're looking forward to everything that's coming up in the next few days, and we will be there. Barry Ferguson is with us, a veteran of so many Derby games. And Andy Walker as well. And Andy, you can't wait. Friday night, your old clubs, Partick Thistle against Queen's Park. And then Saturday, it's rising. No change at the weekend, still nine points in it. Celtic against Rangers. Yeah, it's winner burst for Rangers. It's our last chance. Celtic will know that uh, uh, if they get all three points, that's pretty much the title secure. Pretty much? Pretty much. Barry, how are you feeling about it? No change at the weekend. Did you think, well, maybe there'll be a slip-up yesterday or is this what you expected it to be, nine points in it? Yeah, I expected it to be nine points with this game coming up, Paul. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Listen, I'm a, a bit nervous as as always because um, you'd want your former club to, to try and get a, a result. But I think Michael Beale will come up with um, a plan, maybe something different, maybe Sakala going through the middle, maybe go back to a back three or, or do something just to kind of shake Celtic up a wee bit but it's a massive game for Rangers they, they know how important it is because the last game uh, the last game sorry in the League Cup final um, wasn't good enough so I'm expecting a better Rangers on Saturday at Celtic Park Something's got to give Andy who wants it more is there such a thing when you go into the old firm derby no, I don't think so. I think you'll get the same hunger, same level of determination. It all comes down to who can handle it on the day. The atmosphere will be quite unique because there'll be no away supporters, but it's how you handle the occasion and uh, you want all your your better players to affect the game. What are you thinking? Give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. There is a, an excitement even more than usual in the air as we count down to the, the big game, the derby, the Glasgow derby, the old firm derby. On Saturday, we're on from 12 and Barry will be in this very studio with uh, John Hartson, whom you came up against a number of times. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, last time I've been in the studio a few times, um, obviously Celtic have won the game. But look, listen, these are games you've got to look forward to, Paul. They're amazing. I was lucky enough to play in many, so was Andy. And you can't beat um, an old firm game, no doubt about it. Although, Andy, there'll be no opposition fans there and I know it's something that you've spoken about. You yeah. said, well, speak to the clubs. but I think it's a great yeah. pity. They seem determined to to water the thing down and we're, we're trying to sell Scottish football. We're trying to sell the, the showpiece occasion, the, the, the biggest game in, in our calendar. We want to sell it uh, all over the world, but uh, they seem determined not to allow any away supporters in, which is a great pity. You'll be there, of course, with Crocs. So you'll be on that very telly over there, that... Uh, 
60-inch telly, not quite as big as the one that Barry's got in the towers, I don't think, but uh, we're looking forward to that. You'll be there with Ian Crocker, probably the best. And my good friend Super Ali McCoy, so oh, he'll be yep. he'll be joining us as well. Okay, so everyone turn down the TV and uh, <laughs> uh, turn up the Go Radio Football Show with Michael. You can have both on as well. Excellent coverage on Sky. Looking forward to it. Uh, and we'll also look uh, back at the weekend and what happened, but no change at the top. The weekend kicked off with Rangers beating Dundee United 2-0. Hibs, they were thumped. Was it thumped? Yeah, but they lost 3-1 at home to Motherwell. Kilmarnock, what a result for them. 2-1 against Hearts. And Hearts, uh, five defeats out of the last six. Uh, St Mirren, 3-0 win against Livingston. And St Johnson losing at home to Aberdeen and they were uh, 10 men for some of the time and Queen's Park losing on Friday night so Dundee just a point behind them Barry and uh, mm. still with a game in hand but well in the top league there was a few surprise score lines there yeah there, there was um, in, in terms of Kilmarnock yeah. I mean their, their home form Paul let's be honest has, has been exceptional this season it's their, their away form that they've struggled with um, I'm sure Derek McInnes is scratching his head why that is but a, a great three points for Kilmarnock and Mother will go on Easter Road and Hibs have been in decent form but um, what a job Stuart Kettlewell's done since he's, he's took over the reins he sure is and in England we're going back to the old firm in a moment but Andy 12 managerial casualties in the top league this season so far yeah it's the, the money involved I mean there's such a, a desperation to get Champions League football to get European football to actually stay in the league it's worth so much money and that's why they're all making these uh, these changes and it's a, it's a hell of a merry-go-round to be on sure is right talking point Saturday Barry what did you think then when you saw that it was going to be Morelis up front for Rangers were you surprised? Yeah, well, me and Andy yep. spoke in the studio and I, I thought it was going to be Sholak that would uh, start up front, but he's went with, with Morelos. Um, but listen, the, the star of the show was was Tillman getting a, getting a double. Um, again, I've, I spoke about him plenty of times, Paul. He's a young man. This is his first real season, playing mostly week in, week out, and he's certainly impressed. But he was a, he was a top player on show. But yep, I was surprised to see... Morelos um, start up front for Rangers here's what the manager said about the strikers no massive uh, big decision behind it or anything looking further forward it was Alfredo had the shirt and there was no one else fit and he was playing and playing well and Antonio had come back I liked his energy in training and I put him in the team he did really well against Kilmarnock we were fantastic as a team at Hibs uh, I kept him in for the cup game and then the game at Motherwell and I just felt I wanted to see something different today because they were going to play three centre-backs and sit close to the box. And I wanted to play Malik in him and thought that the game might come down to crosses. They've got a big presence and you could play into them and they can use their body. So uh, there's there's nothing really in it. I think we've been working a lot with fashion as a number nine, which is where we originally signed him as well, whether that's in a two or a one. So we're trying to make the most of uh, the options that we have. Andy Walker, it gives you a real insight into his thinking. Yeah, he does. I mean, I think for some people he maybe gives a bit too much uh, away. But um, with regard to the game on Saturday, I was at Ibrox before I drove up to Dingwall and I was surprised to see uh, Morelos play and I thought he was poor. I thought his touch was really poor. And I totally get it with Dundee United playing five at the back. I've got to say, United offered very little. Um, I mean, you, you look at Ross County yesterday, those players are giving the manager everything. You can see it. I didn't see that on Saturday no. at Ibrox. No. I didn't see, you know, run until you, you were about to drop from Dundee United. So I think that's a worry for them. But 
Uh, yeah, they sat deep and I thought any link-up play with Morelos, I thought his touch was poor and just didn't look sharp. Who's going to be this weekend then, Barry? And do you think the manager gives too much away? Who's going to be up front? Yeah, but it's great for the, the media. Oh, absolutely. From a media point of view that um, when he speaks, he does give a, a fair bit of information. But I, I think he'll, he'll do something a bit different on Saturday because um, I think Celtic will expect whether it's Morelos or, or Solak through the middle. So you heard um, the manager say there that they've worked with fashion. Sakala playing through the middle so don't be surprised um, if they, they play him through the middle because one thing about him is he's got pace to burn and they can hurt you Sakala um, and behind and that's maybe the way that Celtic play they, quite often they leave two at the back against one um, and that's where Sakala maybe could hurt Celtic and he's, he's scored there before Yep. Um, and he's shown that he's got uh, you know he can create a, a problem or two for Celtic it, I thought his end product in the uh, cup final was poor because he got in behind a couple of times. I think he should have scored in the second half with the one that, that came off the post. So maybe Barry's right. Maybe he will be the one to go through the middle because his pace would trouble any defence. Rangers fans, who do you want to see up front? Is it Cholak? Is it Morelos? Or is it Fashion Sakala? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. So Rangers, they narrowed the gap to six points until lunchtime. Andy, you were there. Busy weekend for you at yeah. uh, Ibrox. How yeah, was that for it. you? Yeah, all yeah. good. Um, and I, I just, uh, I was uh, just really surprised to see how poor United were. Okay. I mean, they'd won... Uh, at 0-0 they had a chance with Peter Pollock going through and uh, the chance was was wasted but apart from that I just thought they offered very little and when you see the comparison and what Ross County yeah. players offered their manager they gave it absolutely everything so um, it's still I think it's between those two as to who'll finish bottom Malcolm Mackay saying he's proud of his players because that's where we saw you yesterday bit of controversy about Celtic getting uh, the first goal the penalty and uh, you had a view on it let's see what the manager said about that first goal it's good to get a goal at any time I mean you know we, we were sort of threatening before then we hit the post we had a couple of good chances uh, the keeper made a couple of good saves so um to be honest, I didn't know I was in the dressing rooms when they said it was a penalty. I just had to check to see who got it because uh, <laughs> I wasn't really sure. But uh, yeah, obviously getting the, the, the goal was good. But um, like I said, I thought we were just a bit wasteful in the front third. We had opportunities to really kill the game off. And, uh, you know, when it's so tight, uh, you keep the opposition in the game. So Barry Ange Postacoglu had gone up the tunnel. Malcolm Mackay had gone up as well. Yep. Did you think it was a penalty when you saw it back? As a rules, it does hit his hand, but... Paul, it's the inconsistency. I'll go back to two weeks ago where a game at, at Rugby Park come on against St Johnson and you've seen um, Andy Considine's arm at full length. Now, uh, the Ross County defender, and I think it was Carter Vickers, um, they're, they're going for the ball. Both of them miss it, it goes through and it does strike him in the arm. But for me, I, I think it's soft. I know it's the rules, but they need to change the rules. But it's the inconsistency levels. That no, worries me. No one would have batted an eye no, had there yeah, not yeah. been a penalty given. And they're actually looking for offences now. And the fact that both players were trying to head it, it actually goes through that head space as they were, you know, wrestling for uh, uh, for one another and uh, hits his arm, stroke shoulder on the on the way through. And I think it's just the latest in a long line of um, ridiculous penalties. Why are they being allowed, Andy? Because, you know, we watched the internationals. There was nothing like this, was there? We don't yeah. really see that in England. I know it we is. see mistakes. We don't see it in the continent. Yeah, I, I think there's a higher bar elsewhere for um, for fouls, for yellows, for reds. I mean, the yellow to Malky Mackay yesterday was just another 
outrageous um, decision. But this is what we're having to put up with, and we can only hope. Uh, VAR's not going to uh, going to go away. We can only hope that it's uh, all get better. Greg Taylor went off. The manager was asked about the injury. Yeah, so I think it's just a dead leg. I think it's just a couple bit of a knock and he's struggling with it, but <clears throat> nothing too serious. Nothing too serious for the big game this coming weekend. And Bar- Burnaby's uh, goal, Barry was a bit special. Yeah, it was a, a decent strike. Um, but I, I think, listen, if Greg Taylor's fit, he's he's a yeah. number number one left back. Listen, I don't think Celtic were great yesterday, but they've done enough to win the game. I was impressed with what Andy was saying earlier on. I think Malky McKay's got a good team there. There was some good performances. And one thing about Ross County, I think they'll fight to the to the end. Um we're going on about teams fighting relegation. I think Dundee United are in major trouble. Andy, Iwata, how impressive was the uh, Japanese I, player of the year? I thought he was just tidy. Um, I didn't think he was as creative as we have seen uh, from the likes of Rio Hatate, certainly Aaron Moy in the last number of weeks. I think yesterday's performance, I think, showed you that you know Celtic missed their, their influence, missed their creativity, uh, just getting on the ball. Uh, in any position of the pitch and and people react to it. But uh, I, I would credit Ross County just for the amount of effort, the organisation. We thought it was going to be a back three, but they played with a back four. And uh, young Dylan Smith at 16. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I don't know about you, Barry. Well, I think you were ready when you were 16, weren't you? I was nowhere near being mm-hmm. ready for any sort of professional football at, at 16. I, w- I was about 19 before I felt as though I could compete with, with men. Barry, were you eye ready? Is that the phrase that I brought, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, physically I wasn't, but mentally yeah. I, I, I was... Um, I, when I was did you point... make your debut? 18. 18. Yeah. Months old or <laughs> years? <laughs> I wish, but yeah, it's brilliant <laughs> to see. Um, I, I mean, 16-year-old, just out of school, yeah. um, and I thought he handled the occasion um, really well. But I, I was impressed mm. with Ross County. As I said, that Malky's got a, a decent team up there. It's just not... Um, they're just not getting enough wins. But I'm sure if they continue to work that hard and produce, some of the play they produced as well, I was yeah. I was impressed by. Um, I, I think they'll be fine, Ross County. I, I, I think when you see how the game developed and you saw um, Greg Taylor hitting the post yeah. with his right foot, you saw Jota hitting the bar, bar. Yeah. Um, you saw one or two chances that Jota had won over the bar in the, the first half. Mm. Haksabanovic uh, had one. So Celtic were always going to win it. The fact that they, it was just uh, one goal for, for so long just made it a bit nervy for some. But it, it was the right result. But it was just the effort that you saw from Ross County. You thought, well, they, they're absolutely with their manager here. No yeah, change. It, it, yeah. it would have been easy for Ross, Ross County losing that penalty right yeah. on half time to feel sorry for themselves. But no, listen, they, no. they, they mm. dusted themselves down and, and continued to, to try and get back into the game. And they made some real... Attack-minded changes, eh, Malky, to try and get something out of the game. So fair play to him for that. This was Ange Postacoglu's take on the 90 minutes. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, obviously positive result and performance. Um, yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough day today with you know, the conditions and, and the way they play. Um, they make it awfully hard for you to sort of get a foothold in the game. And like I said, with the pitch the way it is. Uh, so we had to grind it a bit. Um, probably a bit wasteful, particularly in the front third, to put the game away. But again, the lads showed you know strong mentality to keep them out of our goal and uh, good three points.
Tight ground, Andy. I like watching games there. You're so close yeah. to the action. Well, yeah. I just like going up uh, to the Highlands. It was, uh, you know, the late nights. It was a, it was a beautiful drive on uh, Saturday and we were entertained Saturday night. Have you sent uh, postcards, so were you? It was all good. Can you tell us about it? What was it? Was it Highland dancing just or something? Uh, no, that's uh, terribly. No, just no, a, a just nice meal and a good, quiet beer. Good wee night up there. Uh, 24 hours earlier, Rangers uh, won the game against Dundee United. Michael Beale. Comfortable, really comfortable. Um, we knew they were going to make life difficult for us. You've only got to take one look at the league table to know that. And, you know, they've got nine cup finals or eight eight more now. We started the game quite well. The keeper makes a big save from, from Tav. And then their lad has an injury. We have Borna and it gets a bit stuffy. So we needed the first goal. It was a fantastic goal as well. And Todd and, and Malik, that's a relationship I really want to uh, encourage. And, and, and we've done a lot of work on it. And it was a really good first goal. Ryan Kent nearly scored a fantastic second one. So we could have gone in at half-time 3-0 in front. We're not, so it's a dangerous scoreline. But I thought we were we were comfortable throughout. Allen had very little to do. And the only part I'll nitpick on is, can we be a little bit more ruthless? Because we're creating a lot of chances. It's Derby Week. We've got a special guest in the studio with questions for both of you next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Monday evening. It's going to be some week, isn't it? This time tomorrow night, John Hartson will be here along with the Falkirk captain, Stephen McGinn. Some week for him last week because of his brother John in Scotland, which was just amazing. Barry, what did you make of it at the weekend? Uh, two managerial casualties. First of all, Brendan Rodgers leaving by mutual consent. Sounds as though he kind of thought maybe time to go and so did the owner. Um, no surprise, maybe? Well, with the position they're in in the, the Premier League, it wasn't much a, a shock of I'm being honest with you. Listen, he had a good time there, no doubt about it. But this season, they've, they've struggled a wee bit. Um, so, yeah, wasn't surprised. And also, as you mentioned, Graham mm-hmm. Potter leaving yeah. leaving Chelsea after seven months. Um, they paid 20, I, I was watching Sky today, £21 million they paid to get him. How many staff? And I think they need to pay something like £40 million to get rid of him. So that's an expensive... <laughs> but are they happy? For the yeah, Potters? exactly. For, yep. for Graham Potter and his crew. And his staff. Yep. Wow. It just shows you the gulf, Andy, doesn't it, between the different two? Different world. You totally cover... different world. It's the richest league and you, you see it in every aspect yeah. when you... Yeah. I've done a couple of games at Old Trafford, at Anfield. I mean, they look after you really well, but um, they make sure they look after you well because they, you know, they, they love the mm. money that they're getting. Is Graham Potter on his way to... Leicester, do you think? Could you see him take over there? I think it's his type of club. A yeah. Leicester, a Southampton. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's a Chelsea man or a Spurs man, but I think what he did at Brighton was was very impressive. Mm. But Chelsea have got a, huge egos yeah. with almost every player. Very difficult to manage and you need someone with a equally as, as big an ego and I don't think he has much of a, an ego he's just a he's just a really good coach any thoughts who it might be Barry in charge at Chelsea it could be anybody with American owners sure. you yeah. know but I mean seven months in the job what did they spend in the January window was it 200 million pound mm. he's went and spent and then what's that two months later um, the, the, the sack him but I'm sure Graham Porter will get a job um Sometime soon. And Brendan Rodgers, could he be on his way to Tottenham? Or has it just come at the wrong time now? Is, is his stock down now, Andy? Or he's Yeah, been... his stock's fallen a little bit, but I think he's capable of taking over a big club. I remember when Arsenal were talking yep. about possibly uh, getting someone else in when uh, Unai Emery left. 
Brendan Rodgers, I think, has got the capability of of uh, working with big players, with big egos, and he plays good football. We all know that. Joseph and Hillhead asks you, Andy, could he be on his way? Could it be a swap? Could Ange Postecoglou be on his way <laughs> to Leicester and Brendan Rodgers back to Kerry Dale Street? I can't see can't see that happening. And uh, I think Ange Postecoglou has pretty much been linked with every one of those twelve Premier League managers, uh, Premier League clubs rather yeah. that have. Uh, change their manager but I, I think he's happy where he's at for the moment The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson Andy Walker and we're being joined now by our friends from G4 Claims Grant and Greg are in the studio with us Good evening How we doing? Guy good Grant I think uh, Greg's silent there in the corner but hopefully enjoying it How you doing? And you were, at, were you at the game at the weekend? You were yep. at Ibrox? Yep I was yep. at the game Saturday yep. Season ticket holder? Yep. yep How are you feeling about this weekend? Uh, not sure no sure. They <laughs> keep it tight for the first 20 minutes, definitely. What's your team? Who's playing? What's the big surprise that Barry's lining is up for? Mm, what would know. you do? Uh, I definitely would. I'd play Morelos. I would. Would you? Because uh, yeah. I feel as if when you go to Parkhead, you need somebody to hold the ball up, maybe win you a few, few fouls. I don't think Joe Lack's got that in Sakala. Well, you don't want you got to get behind you. Mm-hmm. Barry, <laughs> what do you feel? I, I can't Sakala. disagree with him in yeah. terms of Sakala. I just think the way that Celtic play, uh, and they're pretty. I think they're vulnerable mm-hmm. the left side. So I would play Sakala, something different through the middle, and try and get in behind Celtic because they do they, they push up pretty pretty high. Um, I think Michael Beale knows he needs to do something different. So it'll be interesting to see um, what he does in midfield as well. I think Ryan Jack and Raskin are certain starters. Um, no doubt about that hopefully Raskin has a full week um, of training because he's certainly impressed I'm sure the guys will agree with me he's looked to part um, so yeah I, I think he needs to go something different the thing is Barry the thing is Barry Celtic won't change they'll do yeah. what you're mm-hmm. saying they will push up high yeah. and they're quite happy to go man for man at mm-hmm. the back they don't need any cover they've not lost a lot of goals Grant do you agree you think there's a weakness in the left side is it Starfelt you're talking about yeah I, I always feel Starfield's kind of vulnerable. We've never ever troubled him. I don't think we've ever played him. So maybe maybe I'm talking, talking rubbish. I don't know. I think Barry thinks it as well. Is that who you meant when you said exploit them down the left? Yeah, well, Andy just says you, you yeah. know the way Celtic ain't going to change. They, they play so open. They leave Starfield and Carter Vickers at the back. Um, so I, I'm thinking if Rangers do gain possession, you can get at them very very quickly. We a bit of pace. Morelos listen he's strong at holding it in Andy was at the game I only seen the highlights on Saturday because I was down in England obviously mm-hmm. watching my son play and he says he was he was disappointed in his, his performance Sholak he's not the type of player that can link up and hold it up he's more a penalty box um, striker so I think something different like Sakala through the middle not to come and link up just go and spin in behind and you just put balls in and he'll he'll go and chase it Grant, can we talk about Tillman who scored both goals for Rangers? This is what Michael Beale said afterwards. Yeah, there's an option there that we can take and and um but like all all things, the player has a say in it as well and and so does the club uh, that he's at and a lot of things are agreed, but it's uh, it's obviously there's been a change of manager there as well. That that's not a part of the negotiations that I'm involved in, but I'm fully up to speed on that. There was more talks on that over the uh, international break as well. So, and, and everything at the moment is positive. 
Um, obviously, me and Malik have a fantastic relationship, and I think he really enjoys playing here. I think you only have to see uh, in his in his, the way that he's grown in the time he's been here that he's really enjoying his football. Grant, what would you do if you were in charge at Rangers about Tillman? Yeah, well, that's what I was actually going to ask Barry, yeah. but uh, I, no, I think it's a no-brainer. A no-brainer. I think uh, for the community league at that age, I think he's done pretty well to adapt to Scottish football. Well, compared to other players that have come in. Sure. Barry. Yeah, he's got fantastic ability, no doubt about it. And bear in mind, this is his first real season playing men's football. Um, and when he's, I think he's got stronger and better and better as the seasons went on. I don't know what they're talking. Is it around about the four million euro mark? Um, and if Rangers are wanting to be a club that buy players to make profit further down the line, I think Tillman, for me, um, could turn into be a. a Outstanding midfielder. He's got all the he's got all the, the ability. Um, he's he's great on the ball. He can score goals. Um, he's physically strong as well, yeah. and Big he's lad, very young. Yeah. And he's he's still got a bit of um, growing to do in terms of his football career. But I, I think if Rangers are going to get him at that sort of price, I, I would do the deal. When you see what Rangers are talking about bringing in what five players of yep. Yep. that could play, you know, not 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 squad players. Um, it's a lot of money and it's a big ask for Rangers, whoever's doing the, the deal, to go and get the likes of a Joe Aribo for very little money uh, from from Charlton, uh, from Ka uh, Calvin Bassey, who came in for very little money. Those two went on and, and, and made Rangers, I, I think, some great business. But to keep doing that, because everyone is looking for these uh, little hidden gems and... Uh, just the the amount of competition to get these players, it's uh, so tough. He'll need to he'll need to rely on all his contacts that that he has, uh, Michael Beale, to to get one or two uh, decent players in that we might not have heard of. That has to be the model, you know. Barry said that they could. Yeah, the, uh, sell the great them on. thing about Tillman is he's shown that he can produce the goods. Yeah. Um, I think if you look back to the, the the final, he wasn't fit. He was he'd been missing a couple of games. Um, he wasn't match fit. But I, I think um, I think he's only going to get better. And Michael Beal spoke about it last week. He, his budget's more than previous managers, so that tells me he's got um, he's going to have a few quid to go and spend. And I, I think. Tillman at that kind of price is worth every penny. Here's a bit more from the manager about Malik Tillman. Yeah, I think the boy can play at a really high level. Uh, like most young players, you know, they'll have ups and downs in their time, injuries and losses of form. And playing here at a big club, there's a demand every week to, to make an impact on the game. And I would say more often than not, certainly since I've been in the club, he's done that. I think that's only his fourth start in the last 11 games, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we've missed him in them games he's not been available for. Grant, what do you feel about your manager? I was going to say new manager, but he's been here since November. Mm. What do you reckon? No, I think he's doing pretty well with what he's had to work with. Cause he's had to take out a team that was kind of broken, mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, but obviously, his two blips have been against Celtic. And that's ultimately what kind of goes against you. And see, John Lundstrom has been speaking, saying Rangers will finally stand up and be counted at Celtic Park to keep their slim title hopes alive. How do you feel when you hear a player speaking out before the games? Fed up with it. Fed up with uh -huh. that. I mean, it's good from a media point of view. We're never knock them for speaking. But uh, what do no, you feel that does? Just gives other team ammunition. Mm -hmm. Just to your talking on the on the park. I think Greg's right. I think talk's cheap. Yeah. And there's been too much of it from too many uh, Rangers fans. Just 
shows at the weekend what you can do. Be uh, be uh, guarded in your comments beforehand and, and, and show your supporters what you can do on the occasion. Should the club manage that better? Barry? Yeah, well, Greg's took the words out my, my mouth. I've always said that I prefer it to be kept in-house. Um, how they're feeling and what they're wanting to do. Um, give very little to the to the press and go and do your business on the pitch. And they've got an opportunity because the last... The last game, up until they, they, they scored, Morelos got that goal back in 64-65 minutes. Then they, they did okay after that, but sometimes it's easy to play when you're when you're losing. So, yep, they know what's expected of them on Saturday and they expect a better performance and a stronger performance. Quite a few Rangers fans on the socials, every one of them saying they should sign Malik Tillman, so they agree with you, Grant. Uh, what about Alan McGregor? It was great to see him beforehand. John Gregg, the greatest ever Rangers player, former manager as well, handing over a, a trophy to him to mark that 500 games. But it was one of his quietest afternoons, wasn't it? Uh, Dundee 19 never even tried to get across the other end of the park. <clears throat> even uh, at 2-0, they just yeah. 10 men behind the ball. It's no, good, it's no good to watch. But you get the man of the match award, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you sign him for next season? Tillman. Uh, no, the manager. Uh, sorry, the manager, the goalkeeper, Alan McGregor. What would you do for next season? Nice no, times up. Do you think so? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Why? What do you feel? Just, just getting old, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> is he not, he's still the best keeper, is he not? At the moment. Uh, I agree. I, I, I think no. I think Rangers need another goalkeeper. No, right? Definitely, we need to spend some money on a goalkeeper. I would say. Barry. Well, you know my yeah. feelings on it, and I, I get this ask this question quite a lot I think if you've got a side two and a half three million pound to go and spend in a goalkeeper I would rather put it in the outfield players I still think Alan McGregor has got the capabilities to play another season I'm not just saying it because I know him I've watched enough football this season to for me to see that he's still sharp enough he's still got that attitude um, he's winning every every single game so yeah I, I would have no problems with Alan staying for a, another season but I do think it is a position that Rangers do need to strengthen um, but not in the summer use whatever he's got budget wise and outfield players Andy that is a good point it's a good argument spend the money on the outfield players he has been absolutely magnificent, Alan McGregor. Of that, there is no doubt. And uh, great to see him getting that uh, accolade from, from John Gregg. But um, I think Rangers need strengthening in the goalkeeping department. It just depends who who's out there and what sort of level of spending that you might want to do to, to get a, a number one. He told your colleagues at Sky Sports, as you know, Andy, maybe it was you he said to, he said, that's exactly what I did last year. I'll make my decision in the summer. I'll concentrate until the end of the season and see what happens Well, then. I was really yeah. surprised when he signed. I thought, right, well, Rangers are just going on for another year. But lo and behold, Giovanni van Bronckhorst made uh, John McLaughlin his number one, which was a, a surprise. It was strange. Over at Celtic, there are reports in Football Insider that Leila Bada has rejected a new contract at the club uh, ahead of a potential summer move Andy we know when these kind of talks well when this we heard about it with uh, Gikamakis and a couple of months later yeah. he was gone I mean he's what 20, 21 yeah. terrific player but he doesn't always start yeah I, I think uh, no one at Celtic is phased by any level of interest because it's happened so often over the last number of years and the the business plan is get them in for a small fee fatten them up sell them on and and Rinse and repeat. It's um, <laughs> rinse and repeat. I like it. It's yeah. just the it's just the way they go about their business. And if a badder was to go, 
you would look back on his time at Celtic for such a young guy to make such a big impact, especially against Rangers. He's been absolutely terrific against uh, Rangers, especially at Parkhead. But even coming on in the, the two-all game in, in January, he had an impact then. So I've no idea what his intentions are, yeah. but uh, if he moves on, uh, I'm sure Celtic will get someone else in. Barry, you would be happy if he moves on before Saturday. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's he's certainly impressed since yeah. he, he he's come over um, from Israel, no no doubt about it. And he's he's still young, um, but if the, the way that Celtic operate, well, you've seen it in the past. If somebody's not willing to sign a new contract, then they're out the door. Um, unlike Rangers, what's happened to Morelos and Ryan Kent, um, they're going to lose lose um, a few quid. Certainly on Ryan Kent, if he doesn't sign a new contract, that was seven million pound they spent on him. So. Yeah, I don't think Rangers can make that same mis- uh, mistake. Um, certainly Celtic. I think he's still got two years left in his deal. So if he's had, has no intentions of signing, he'll leave in the summer. Grant, a Rangers fan is with us. Grant, what do you feel about Ryan Kent? What would you do and what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I would like to see him stay, but I don't know. I think, I don't know if his eyes are elsewhere. I don't know. He will know some sort of option at the moment. I don't know who his agent is, but... He would certainly be doing his job gauging some sort of level of interest from a number of clubs. So he will know of a potential move. But of course, he's he's got the option to stay, but hasn't signed up as yet. Barry, you will know. Is he all agent up? Came up yeah, from... well, listen, one thing, he'll get a bigger contract if he goes elsewhere. But um, what does he want to do? Does he want to win trophies and be a, a hero at, at Rangers? Or does he want to go somewhere and um, whether that's the bottom half of the Premier League Top of the championship. You look at a, a Rebo. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And well, Rangers could sign him in loan well. in the summer. Yeah. A Rebo. I liked him. Could that happen? And you said about Billy Gilmore and I see quite a few people yeah. talked I, about that at the weekend. I, I would be absolutely shocked if Rangers aren't looking at the possibility of doing something with, with Billy Gilmore. Yeah. It could be too expensive. I get that. But I would be shocked if they're not looking into it. Worth a shot. Andy, would you agree? Billy Gilmore, even on loan or whatever, it, get a deal. It's the expense. It's, he'll be on big money mm-hmm. he'll be on a lot more than anyone that uh, currently at Rangers and um, you know that's a that's a big outlay if you're going to sign him it'll be a, a transfer fee I can't see Rangers going to that do you want to take up his, his wages it depends how you break that down do a deal I, with I'm just I'm, I'm not convinced that it could happen because of the expense 50-50 make well, it happen well, the, yeah. the reason that I think it may happen is yeah. David Weir yeah. he's head of football operations David uh, pull a rabbit out of the hat and try and <laughs> help his former club out. But listen, Billy's obviously not playing at Brighton. I think he's a wonderful talent. I think it would be crazy if Rangers aren't looking at the op- maybe the opportunity to bring him in. Grant, what would you do? Oh, I'd, I'd love to sign him, but I just <clears throat> just think he's maybe needing somewhere to be more stable than a loan deal, especially the, the part he has in his career. So. For the first time this week, I'm going to ask somebody, what's the result for you on Saturday and Grant... And Greg, looking at both of you, what do you think is going to happen? I'll say 2-1 Rangers. 2-1 to I Rangers? I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet. Right, OK. But I, don't think, don't... I don't think you will either. No. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, we'll talk to you later. Greg, we'll maybe find out what you feel as well, if it's uh, it's going to be a... Dr- Listen, thanks so much for coming in. Great to see you from ask Barry. Uh, we will. We'll ask you multiple times <laughs> in different o'clock. ways. Yeah. Is it going to go six points? Is it go 12 <laughs> points? And if it's 12 points, are you going to then declare that's it? But you're not look, seeing me. <laughs> he was here on his birthday with Davy Proven at that time last year, February, 
um, when the Labada ran amok against Rangers and you faced that. You were raging that night because Celtic were so on it and Rangers weren't. Um, it was my birthday as well. I know, exactly, <laughs> I remember. Happy birthday, yeah. Barry. Grant, thanks very much for coming um, in. Thank you. Thanks to Greg thanks, as Grant. well. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Greg. And I think you paid a bundle Greg. of money at a big charity event for that. So thank you for you and your colleagues at G4 Claims. Any claims against us in the last 20 minutes? <laughs> no, I think we're okay so far. Thanks, I can't guys. believe you're not mentioning Gary and Tibber. What's that? Oh, yeah, indeed. I know I didn't want to say too much about Yeah, you've got premises out that way, near yep. your near the house. Yep. Lovely, lovely, lovely place. I'm just looking forward to it getting done. I'm putting them under pressure to see when it will be open. Uh-huh. Okay. So far for me. We'll talk during the break. 0808 17 17 700. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Yeah, well, we've had to. Um, you know, it's not the first time and it's no doubting the character of this group and uh, they've been doing it for a very long time. And, uh, you know, whatever the challenge is, the one thing you know is that they're going to, you know, right till the, till the end of the game, they're going to be at it and, and, you know, trying to overcome whatever challenge there is. That was Ange Postacoglu winding up the weekend in Scotland, the 2-0 win at Ross County. Andy Walker was there on Sky and Barry Ferguson was, well, your boy was playing, of course, and it came so close to get to Wembley to the final and it was cruel I was watching it online Barry uh, it was 1-0 up 90th minute 1-1 96 and a half minutes Halifax wow. um, scored yep. the board went up 3 minutes extra time and the referee played 6 and a half minutes oh goodness, um, yeah. but can I just say that yep. the atmosphere Paul mm. old style ground yep. um, it was absolute jumping for the 90 odd minutes uh, me and Mulder's boy Connor went down to see Kyle and it was um, no, it was a brilliant day just Disappointing mm-hmm. end, the, the loss in penalties, so no trip to Wembley. Shame, isn't it? So close. Come back again next year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe more and then we'll be back. I, yeah. That's exactly the words I say to him after the game. Fantastic. Let's go on the lines. We heard Ange there a moment or two ago. Some great chat before the break with Grant and Greg about Rangers. What about Celtic then going into this? The derby this weekend. Gary is on the line from the Gorbals. Good evening, Gary. How are you doing, Paul? Evening, guys. Doing, Probably not quite as well as you because your own beloved Celtic and Newcastle winning yesterday. Maybe talk yeah, about the mag- yeah, but the magpie shortly. Um, and of course, Ant and Deck, is they're all magpied up. Did you watch it at the weekend? Did you see any of it? No. How good are Newcastle to watch? I thought you could see Ant and Deck. <laughs> they're amazing, aren't yeah, they? They're, yeah, they're brilliant. And what, what a job he's. I mean, yeah. there's, there's players there during Steve Bruce's mm. era that are struggling. Were and, yeah, yeah, and they, they just look like different players in, in the. The absolute battered Man- Manchester United yesterday. They sure did. Gary, what are you thinking ahead of the, the old firm, the derby this weekend? Well, obviously we're missing a couple of players, a couple of big players in uh, Rio Hattati and Aaron Moy. And obviously I think they'll maybe just, you know, he didn't want to risk him yesterday and that kind of surface. So I think they'll be fully fit, hopefully. And to be honest, I mean, we were really rusty yesterday, which was... I don't mean surprising because obviously you've got the international break, but a lot of our players didn't actually travel kind of thing. So I didn't really expect us to be as rusty as it, as it was. I knew it would be a tight game and obviously, you know, Ross County kind of defended well um, for the majority of the game. Obviously, you know, getting a goal right at the break and then getting a goal um, in the fourth minute of injury time uh, was, was vital kind of thing. But it's just, it's just typical Ange, you know, it's, I know we've got this mantra we never stop, but there's also a kind of calmness where I think even it's it's kind of interjecting onto the fans now where we're kind of like, if we're not scoring right away in the first 15 minutes, 
it's fine because we know if we keep playing, if we keep plugging away, the goal is going to come somehow. Yeah, I think the beauty of Celtic is that you you kind of be sparkling every week, and in all honesty, Celtic have been sparkling more often than not. But yesterday it was uh, it was a different story. You didn't see much of uh, McGregor, and O'Reilly was not in the best form. Jota was quiet, apart from the effort that came back off the bar. Kyogo missed a bit of a snip when he was set up from uh, Bamaida. Uh, but Celtic just weren't at their best, and you would expect them. Uh, to get a lift for the weekend's game against Rangers because maybe um, maybe Hatati, maybe Moy, um, maybe they'll be available. But you you see what happens on the on the hour, 60, 70 minutes. I think Haksabanovic and the South Korean forward O. Mm-hmm. I think they look I really thought, busy. They they're the really hungry. Well. Yeah, they they give Celtic a lift and a, a spark in the. Um, you know, a couple of people might have been tired. It was a soft pitch, but when they come on, I think they give Celtic a lift, and you yeah. see that so often from the quality of Celtic subs. The presence of them, yeah. Well, when no come on, he, mm. he certainly looked the part. That, that's the best and the sharpest I've, I've seen him. I think there was one Joe Hart clipped in just after, just uh, maybe 40, 50 yards, and he's mm. held the centre back off, and he's it was a he's beautiful turn. Yeah. Right a, a good that. turn um, but he, he definitely um, looked sharp and, and desperate to, to go and prove a point to Postacoglu but look Celtic weren't at the best and I, I don't care what Embry says I know they've got strength and depth on, on the bench and the players that come in and, and replaced um, Hitati and Moy but they two they two have been probably Celtic's best players over the last couple of months mm-hmm. certainly Moy um, so yeah they were big misses there's no doubt about it and any team will miss Players of that quality. Gary, you're on to two guys who know all about the white heat of the Celtic Rangers game. What do you want to ask Andy and Barry? Um, obviously, I mean, you know, they've been there and done it kind of thing. Um, what, what's it, I suppose what's it like in the tunnel? We, we always wonder about fan, as fans kind of thing. You know, we, we watch it on TV, we're at the games. Is, is it, does the nerves disappear when you get to the tunnel? And, and when you cross that right line, is it, is it just, is, is the nerve still there until like the game kicks off? Yeah, the first thing you want to do, Gary, is get out there. And I played in an era where we, you didn't hold both teams in the tunnel. When you were ready, you went out. And yeah. uh, and, and that was that was fine. We um, Did you not come out together, no? No, no we never come out no. together. We just, are you ready to go? And you just wanted to get <laughs> okay. out and... Yeah. Um, and that, that was that, that, that would so. actually be better because uh-huh. sometimes, held, sometimes you're waiting about in that yeah. tunnel and you're thinking to yourself well, what's going on here man they're, they're yeah. obviously I mean, if you're out early I like to get out early mm-hmm. and stand but sometimes you would have to wait two or three minutes was that a tactic do you think Barry looking at you because yeah okay, get... I'll be honest with you my, my stomach was like a washing machine <laughs> um, I, I was I was always nervous until I, I, I have to get my first touch my first pass away first header first challenge that's the things that come come through my mind. I just wanted to get out and get the whistle blown mm-hmm. and get into the game. Can you work a washing machine? Because I can't. I can't. Oh, you can't. Yeah, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm no Sorry. That way. That's for the podcast later. Um, Gary, I know it would be amazing, wouldn't it, for, for the rest of us to play in that game and you wonder how they can manage to, obviously they've got energy, they've got, they're desperate to get out there, but also the nerves, as Barry says, you're... A washing machine. I mean, I the thing is, you don't you don't want to let anyone down, yeah. uh, Gary. My my first, my first few, I was playing alongside, you know, Roy Aiken and Tommy Burns and uh, Pat Bonner, Paul McStay, 
Um, you just didn't want to let them down and um, <laughs> maybe I did in the later seasons but that first season when we won the league and won the cup we um, we coped with that fixture um, really well and it, it was good to to look around your dressing room and see a bit of quality like that That's interesting my, my first three or four um, old firm games passed me by I went out as a supporter and that, that you know you're trying to um, you're trying to do something during the game get into a tackle and have a flashpoint or something and I, I quickly learned listen you've got to go out and focus did you win them? And be, those first three um, or four? no one one lost one drew a couple mm. it just I, I just couldn't get going in them and and that's what, what it was like I was going out and always had that worry of letting the fans down or whatever but mm. I had to become more professional and think listen it's about football here and take away that kind of side of it. Um, and I'd like to think then I kind of get a grip of some of the, some of the games that I actually played in. And you can never predict them. You can. You, your first one was at the six and then you beat Celtic. You beat the six too. Exactly, they, they yeah. Absolute yeah. ran over the top is, um I get sent off in that game. Um, two bookings. And then the game eight weeks yeah. later we beat Celtic 5-1. It, it was mm -hmm. crazy back at, at they, they team certainly they teams Martin O'Neill's team and the Dick Advocate team they were really strong um, mentally physically and the, there was the, there was some amount of ability in the teams but it didn't, it didn't matter who was having the best of form form it's all cliche but it did go out the window at, at times because we would be going into the game winning 8-9 games in a row Celtic would maybe come unstuck a cup maybe lost one and drew one and, and won seven um, so it never really mattered it's, it's who gets a foothold in the game early doors Paul that was the biggest thing for me are you a fan of this uh, notion Gary that uh, no away fans at the next couple of games I was actually just going to touch on that I think it's embarrassing from both clubs to be fair um, I think something needs to be done obviously over the summer I was saying this last season as well that something needs to be done you know because it's going to I don't know if it's going to start affecting the TV rights to to the games because obviously I was uh, I was at the one of the games I think it was uh, when we won three or four nil there um, last year and you know that yeah the, the atmosphere is brilliant at the start you know and you've got your your full crowd behind you but somewhere during the game it kind of loses some of its magic because you've not got anybody to kind of shout at you've not got anybody to sing at kind of thing so it very much becomes a bit dull and kind of dreary and that's what I was going to actually ask Barry do you think Gary have you been to the games way? have you been to the games when it was like yeah. maybe Ibrox where yeah. it's seven and a half thousand and then obviously at Celtic Park when it's seven and a half thousand Rangers I've, fans I've not been I've not been to I've not been to Ibrox obviously um, as yet but I've been to Celtic Park when it's been the full capacity kind of thing of yep. away fans and, and it just it's do you know what there's, there's nothing there's nothing worse as a Celtic fan or a Rangers fan if you're if you're the opposite team score. I mean, I was at a game years ago. Was, I think Ugo Ekihog scored an overhead kick. Borough kind of went to the Hollywood save and then um, he kind of panned it in his own net. And I think that was a late goal when there's nothing worse when you see like seven, 8,000 away fans going absolutely mental on the other end. You've just got to kind of, you've just got to soak it in and just take it. Do you know what I mean? And then your, your team's got to try and get back up. But I think it's embarrassing from both sides. I think, and especially when you look at the cup final, obviously we had when we had a, an equal split yep. of fans, and the atmosphere was so much better. Yep. Yep. I think I think we need to kind of get back to that. But I was just going to ask Barry, you know, compared to when you were playing, 
do you think some of the fires kind of gone out of the derby? Because when I, I remember the derby growing up, um, probably late 90s, there was there was so much nerve, so much passion and so much fire in the game. And I just feel that probably in more recent years in the last 10 years, I feel that's kind of gone out of the game. Barry? Maybe it's down to the, the way the games actually went in terms of it's not as physical. You can't be as physical as you were 10 or 15 years ago. It's, um, I mean, a, a bit, for me, football is a, a physical yeah. game um, and that's kind of been taken away. Uh, so I wouldn't say the... I still get, let's see, leading up now, Gary, obviously the games on Saturday. I mean, I, I woke up this morning and the first thing I thought about, yeah, so fun week. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the derby, I mean, I, I get excited, I get nervous still. Uh, and I would like to think, um, I mean, there's only two of the current players that I know is obviously Alan McGregor and Stephen sure. Davis, and I, I'm sure they, they'll be the same. And I, I would like to think both sets of players are like that, because, listen, it's a special, special game. It's it's by far the best game on the planet for me. Andy? Born and bred in Glasgow, and it's all uh, you dreamt of playing in it. I, I went along with my dad uh, to a couple of these early ones, saw Celtic win, saw Celtic lose. You had that extreme high, you had that uh, low that just you you felt for, for days. And um, just to be involved in it and to play alongside some, some great names that Celtic have had, some of my heroes, uh, to play alongside them was just a... It was just a dream. Gary, what's your scoreline? What do you think? Saturday, 12.30. I think, obviously, if, if Moy and Hattati are back and we're at full strength, I can see us getting an early goal and I think Rangers will kind of start to slowly fall apart. I think 3-0 Celtic on Saturday. 3-0 on Saturday, you reckon? He's, he's echoing my prediction. Uh, well, you're, you're giving it already. I'm going to ask yours. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thanks very much for calling. That's the first hour already. 0808 17 17 700. After the news, we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. We are into the biggest month of the season so far and one of the biggest weeks and we start the week with Celtic on 85 points after 30 games. Rangers on 76. Celtic are plus 72. Rangers plus 47 in terms of goals. So it's effectively 10 points. Hearts, what's happened to them? They've lost their last four games. They've lost five out of six. They're on 45 points. Aberdeen, just a point behind them now. Barry Robson, what a job he's doing. St Mirren on 41. Hibs, it's going wrong for them as well. They're on 40. Both Hibs and Hearts losing at the weekend. Livingston on 39. Motherwell rejuvenated on 33. St Johnson 32. Kilmarnock on 28. Ross County on 24. And Dundee United on 22. Business end of the season, Barry, isn't it? We're mainly about Glasgow and the West here. And we've got the big game on Friday night, Queen's Park at uh, Partick Thistle. But in Edinburgh just now, they're not too happy with Robbie Nielsen. I see there was some almost protests at the weekend, some vile stuff written... Yeah. Uh, 
at the car park. And yet, he's done a brilliant job for them, but they're definitely off the boil. Are they going to get back on it? Yeah, I think they've got the quality to get back um, back to winning ways, no doubt about it. They're going through a tough period at this moment in time. I think it's a bit harsh on Robbie, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with you. Um, I, I think he's a very good manager who's done a, an excellent job. He has suffered a few injuries at Hearts, but they, they were obviously doing well, like guys like Halkett and Boyce up front, who I think are, are big players for them. Um, but, yeah, they're going through a, diff- a difficult period, but um, I, I'm sure... Well, I'm positive Hearts will finish in, in third position. And this will only make Robbie more determined um, if he's getting things written about him or, or said about him. And Andy, we could talk about your old club Hibs here, but let's talk Motherwell for a moment. The job they're doing, 3-1 against Hibs and Motherwell. What a couple of months it's been under Stuart Kettlewell. Yeah, you just wonder if they'd made the change a bit earlier. If continuing that, that vein of form, they might have threatened to get into the top six. But it looks as though St Mirren have got a great chance of top six for the for the first time. That was uh, that was a big win for them uh, to beat Livingston uh, at the weekend. But Hibs are in danger of slipping out of that top six, which financially would be would be awful for them. They wouldn't get the extra game against uh, Hearts. And they wouldn't get any home games against either Celtic or Rangers. That would not be good news. Yeah, good weekend though for St Mirren, as you mentioned. Yep. They're top six on 41 points. It would be brilliant for the Saints, wouldn't it, Barry, if they could stay there? Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. At the start of the season, I tipped them for one of the, so did I. the places I in the St. relegation. St Johnson, the bottom two, and yep. they've both been... What do you two know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, mate, exactly. Yeah. But what a job he's done. And um, again, their home form... It has been excellent um, and a great result against Livingston at the weekend and as, as Andy's just said there, I actually fancy St Murnty finishing the top six. That'd be great news for the West. Uh, Paul, is a Rangers fan on the line? Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. Evening, Barry and evening, Andy. How you Paul? doing, Paul? I'm, I'm, I'm doing a wee bit of multitasking here. I'm okay. putting dinner out so I've got my other half getting on and maybe I don't right. get that out as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> well trained. Um, aye, aye. Uh, <laughs> So what it is, just a couple of points, just want to put a wee mention out there about um Griggsy, um just about McGregor. You know, outstanding self at Rangers. Um great to see him getting you no know, well rewarded by the club, uh, you know, giving that wee bit of a spell where we went through the doldrums and whatnot. But to do five hundred appearances, outstanding. The guy deserves a a here at Newcastle um <laughs> testimonial. So that's fantastic. So I want to make a point about that. Uh, because, right, you know, well, let me throw that to, to, to your, sorry, to throw it to Barry in Newcastle as well, charging up the, the table there. So they're coming to town 18th of July. Yeah, it thoroughly deserved. I've said many a times, um, I've played with some top class goalkeepers, but he's he's the best um, I've played with. Still going at 41, still looks strong. And um, don't be surprised if Alan McGregor's um, still at Rangers next season. Um, and they reached 500 games as well, Paul's um, an unbelievable achievement and a thoroughly deserved. I'll tell you what, Andy, John Gregg looks brilliant, doesn't he? John he Gregg, look- MBE. Yeah, yeah, he looks fantastic. I saw him at the last uh, Rangers Celtic game, the two each game. Uh, he, came into, he came into the little uh, room that we've got, uh, the interview room, and had a word with me and Crocs and Luke Shanley. Just gave us a gave us a couple of stories, kept us entertained. But yeah, yeah thought he looked really good. So I bumped into uh, big Marvin Andrews as well. Uh, how is he? So yeah. him, um, he is great company. He's just got yeah. that big infectious uh, smile of his, yeah. and he's big laugh. Yeah. So yeah, good to see him. And uh, just to touch on Alan McGregor, I mean yeah. the last number of years 
some of the last number of years, some of the saves that you've seen from him have been right out of the top drawer. Paul, what else do you want to say to Barry and to Andy? Hi, hi. Um, particularly Barry as well. I know you've kind of touched upon it. I know Barry's touched okay. upon it. Particularly it echoes how I feel about it. To be honest, I, I've been scurried over the last few old firm games. You know the way things have went and whatnot. But what what also scurries me is no, I don't like to slant players and whatnot. But no, you've got the club captain there, and Tar- James James Tavernier's been through this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times. Um, He's coming out and he's saying statements about, oh, you're going to see a different Rangers and you're going to see this and you're going to see that. Now, I, I grew up in the nine row era, you know, where we, we, we scuttled. Uh, no Celtic, and Andy would like to know that. Eh? Uh, but just to say, you know, Walter Smith, you know, the legend he was, you know, God rest him, had always had the motto of, you know, Barry will know this more than I do, to but I'd always felt he was the kind of manager who kept things indoors and, you know, let the other half do the talking, we'll do it on the, the pitch type idea. and I just feel we're not getting that, and you know, I'm hoping Bill kind of learns a message here that you know, he should know from Gerard's time being there. But maybe I'm traditional yeah. and whatnot, okay. but I just feel we're opening ourselves up there and instead of keeping our mouths closed. It's not just Tavernier, I mean, Goldson's been doing it, and Sakala's did it in the last game, and now ahead Lundstrom. Yeah, John Lundstrom. Barry, what would you say again? Yeah, well, the way we always get told was um, give the, the media as little as possible, be respectful. But um, keep what you're, you're thinking um, behind closed doors. Uh, what you really think, if you you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, in terms of how you want to approach the game or, or what you want to do. Um, yep. So yeah, I've seen it a few times come out the, the Rangers dressing room, and I'm sure that's something that they'll they'll change um, going further down the line. That there's no doubt about it. It's no ideal. Paul's just mentioned there. Sakala had the. The, the yeah. thing the last time which wasn't ideal before the, the, the cup final um, so I, I'm I'm more I just like things kept in between um, indoors that's the, the the way that we we used to do things and I thought that worked um, that worked the best way Andy there's an irony in it and I'm here in the studio with you Andy Walker and Barry Ferguson brilliant players um, the manager's saying don't give the media that much and you end up with great careers afterwards in the media Chris yeah. Boyd as well Kenny Miller Ali McCoist it's, yeah. uh, but anyway it's, uh, it's stage of your life it's just, just in general yeah. be respectful to yeah. your, your opponent and uh, you know talk up uh, your own good players and what a result would mean to the fans yeah. and all the rest of it sometimes you'll get a bit of you'll get a bit of flavour uh, elsewhere from, from others but you really want to, unless you want to try and put some of your own teammates under mm-hmm. pressure. If you want to, if you're, if you're strong enough to dish out a bit of stick before the game, you need to be good enough to to live up to it. Andy, you're on. Yeah, but yeah, I've been doing that in the yeah. dressing room, uh, training ground. They're on right. the, the training pitch. That, that's what I would do. It. You know what I mean? Um, I, I would give very little as possible. And listen, when you, you're growing up and you're seeing all the ex players that that you idolised and. Even for the for the Celtic point of view, the way that they spoke, there was always a respect. But what you really wanted to do was keep things indoors and and do your talking on the on the pitch. That's but that's what it matters most to me. And for you, when you were idolising them, Barry, as a youngster coming through, even before you got to Rangers, was it Ian Durant, people like that? Yeah, Ian Durant, Alcoyce, Richard Goff, yeah. guys like that, Stuart McCall's, Ian Ferguson's. If you listen to them in the press, there was always a respect. Mm-hmm. Um, point of view um, 
And as Andy says, you would say you're coming up against a good team. Yeah. Listen, we have been doing pretty well over the last three or four weeks and we need to try and maintain that. Things like that. Just give as little <laughs> as possible. Especially uh, when you have been the team that have been yep. you know, on the, the losing side more often than yep. not recently. And that has been the case with, with Rangers. There is a there is an extra pressure on them to come up with some sort of performance. Barry's talking about maybe uh, Michael Beale coming up with, with, with something fresh, uh, something new. You're going to a stadium where it's going to be 60,000 Celtic fans. I think Celtic have played 15 league games and they've won every single one of them. So Celtic are really strong at home and um, you know you need to come up with a big performance if you want to if you want to get anything at all. The, the thing with this game is, we, we spoke about it at the start of the show, me and Andy, there's going to be no surprises for the Celtic point of view. The way that they play doesn't change. That's where I think Michael Bell might come up with mm -hmm. something um, a bit different. But what you need to do when you play against Celtic is you need to match your energy. You need to get up against them. That's exactly what Rangers need to do. And they haven't done that often enough recently against uh, Celtic. No, I, I, well, I go back to the game just after New Year. I, I thought Rangers, after the first 10 minutes, once Celtic got that goal through Maida, um, they came into the game. I thought they finished the first half strongly. I thought the second half that they were a better team. Um, so they've got to try and uh, come up with, with something like that if they're, they're going to come away with, with, from Celtic part with, with at least a point. Um, but they need to go and win the game. Let's hear Paul stay with us from his media uh, interview afterwards. Michael Beale spoke about the formation and maybe, maybe changing some things. Well, the thing is sometimes teams don't play anybody up front or they play, they play one and so we want to play man for man with that one and that's the only person we want there. So it's not free. It's a matter of just playing 1v1 on the halfway line and, and I felt maybe Scott Wright dribbling was better than maybe um, James crossing. And it was something I was thinking early in the game that we, when we went out wide, we could we could do with dribblers. And Scott's been waiting patiently for an opportunity. He's trained very well. And I thought he came on and did the job I wanted him to do. And probably we should have come away with at least one more goal because of that change, maybe two. So... It's not a case of playing free at the back. It's, it's a case of, you know, when teams are not playing anyone there, it's better angles to play two slightly wider on the halfway line rather than two more narrow. And We've been doing it from a back four anyway. If you look at the patterns, the patterns are exactly the same, but it just gives us a chance to, to try and, and, and work on something and maybe an eye to the future in terms of having different options. Barry, is that telling us anything ahead of Saturday? It's telling you, I think he's going to come up with a couple of surprises, a yep. few surprises. Mm -hmm. And I think it might um, surprise when the, the, the teams get announced at 11 o'clock, quarter past 11. Because um, they need to come up with something different. They need to do something different against this this Celtic team. As I said, there's no surprises. You know the way Celtic play. They leave their two centre-backs. The two full-backs come away inside mm -hmm. and actually play, if it's Callum McGregor, they actually play in beside Callum McGregor and leave their, their wide guys on the, the touchline. So that tells you where the space is. So... If it's not Jack and Lundstrom and who else played the, the weekend, Cantwell, uh, are you playing Kamara? You're playing Raskin, obviously. You think he's I'm playing fitting. Raskin, Jack, Tillman, Cantwell, Sakala, Ryan Kent. Right. Okay. Tavernier, Goldston, Davis, Barisic, McGregor. There's my team. There's the goal. team. <laughs> Paul, what do you feel? Um, I, no, thanks for having me back in there. <clears throat> um, I've been screaming out for a long time that we need to freshen things. I just feel no going to the games and whatnot. I'm talking to you know, fellow supporters and whatnot as well. It's just became a bit stale, to be honest. And um, 
know, as much as I hate to say it, our rivals are making us think a wee bit. Um, and I think what Barry was kind of saying, um, I've been saying this under Gio, you know, the guy took us to a Europe League final, a lot of respect for the guy. Um, but we gave Celtic far too much respect. We're going to Parkhead and letting them dictate and letting them play. You no, know, when I grew up watching old firm games, you, yep. I always watched the first tackle. First tackle comes in, tells you in my way if we're up for it. And just a wee thing to add, um, you know, I kind of want to see a wee bit of a change in formation as well. Um, came a bit too pedestrianised. And so, what do you want to see, Paul? What do you want to see? What change? Well, to be honest, I, I've been on this show before and I've said it. Maybe I'm going back to the dark ages here, but I want to see two up front. I'm fed up seeing the four-two-three-one formation. I'm sick and tired of it. I know that's the way modern football's played and whatnot, but you know, like Barry said there, right. mix things up a wee bit. Give some, no, I'll tell you what as well, that's my point. Uh, see, and Andy might know about this, see Starfield, he's a bomb scare. Every time I watch that guy play, see, see if I was the Rangers manager, I'd be saying, bang as many shots to him as he possibly can Andy what would you say on that one I think he's grown on me um, <laughs> I, I was unconvinced about him at the start but as with most players it takes a bit of time mm. uh, to, to settle and I think he's produced a level of consistency I'm thinking back to the game where Celtic won at Ibrox last season when uh, Carter Vickers scored uh, Starfelt was magnificent he won pretty much everything in the air um, so uh, he's certainly grown on me I think he's reached a level of consistency where it's almost a recognised partnership Carter Vickers your main man Starfelt beside them and um, I think they're quite happy to I don't think Rangers will play with two strikers um, but I think they're quite happy to go man for man and uh, it's the way they've played all season they won't change Barry well uh, I look at Celtic and if there's an area where you can Get at Celtic, I would yeah. probably say it's that area mm. where, where Starfelt is. That's why I think he will go with something like a real genuine pace. No, no MD to come and link up and look the part. Spinning in behind, just get balls in behind and and get on the front foot and then get up against Celtic. Mm. That's what you've got to do. You've got to try something different. So right. I, I think you you may see that in, in Saturday. I think Hatati and Moy will be fit. So if they're playing alongside Callum McGregor, I think that's the... Uh, that's the balance, that's the chemistry that Celtic like. But when you look at the way the fullbacks play, when they go inverted, when you see Johnson and Taylor, they can be playmakers as well. The amount of times I've seen them play the killer pass because McGregor, O'Reilly, Hatati, Moy, they're all, whoever it is, they're all moving around and Celtic find a lot of, a lot of space and they move the ball quickly. And it will be difficult going to Parkhead when there's 60,000 home supporters. It's... Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be some game. Paul, thanks very much. What was your scoreline? Uh, the usual. I'm going to go for 2-1 Rangers. 2-1 Rangers. <laughs> Paul, thanks very much for calling. Andy teased what he thinks is going to happen. We'll come back on that just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. Looking forward to everything that's coming up this week. And remember, we're on air high noon on Saturday. Celtic against Rangers kicks off on Sky as well at 12.30. Andy will be there with Croc and Ali. And I'll be here with Barry 
and John Hartson just on Sky in the background. Of course, we'll get Everton against Tottenham tonight. And uh, Andy, you just mentioned there Don Goodman that Motherwell fans will remember fondly. Yeah, it looks as though Don's doing the co-coms tonight and uh, got a lot of time for Don. Uh, lovely guy. Whenever I happen to bump into him uh, down south, he's he's all over the Premier League and some of the, the lower league mm. games as well. Does a lot of games. Barry, you remembered, uh, you know, the times when he was there. Did you come up against him? Yeah, I came yeah. up against Don, uh, Don Goodman. Um, I knew him when I was a young, a young uh, boy. I used to go down to Roker Park with my dad to watch watch Derek. Sunday. Don Goodman was yeah. was up top. For I him. played against Derek at uh, Roker. Did for, you? Uh, ah. For who was that? Was Terry, that Bo- or? Terry Butcher was the manager. Yeah, that's right. Of course, that's right. El Tell. That was a great stadium. Yeah, mm. old Roker Park. Old, old, yeah. old school, but. And your old team Bolton won the, the Papa oh, John yesterday. Jim White was telling me about it. It's fantastic. Crazy, I mean, it? I thought I was yeah. down in Bolton a couple of weeks ago and John McGinley was telling me, yeah, we've sold 35,000 tickets. <laughs> and lo and behold, Plymouth had sold uh, 40. Wow. So, um, I mean, that is, uh, that's the third and fourth tier of English football. And the fact that they yeah. are getting a, a crowd like that, it just shows you where the, uh, you know, the potential of some of these clubs. It's not so long ago... Bolton were going to Old Trafford under Sam mm. Allardyce, Kevin Nolan, um, really good players and getting good results. Yeah. Remember playing against Bolton, JJ Acocha and, yeah. and well, guys like well, that. Yeah, yeah. They, they were a good team um, back in Bolton. You two have some, you've had great careers and uh, it's great you're here on Go Radio every week. Andy, you'll be back next week as well. It'll be Big John instead of you. I on wonder Saturday. what we'll be talking about. Well, will we? is, is it 12 <laughs> points and it's all over? Yeah. Or is it six? You never know. Well, you teased just before. So Barry gave us his team basically yeah. just before the break there. Is it McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Davies and Barisic? I'm just looking at the Rangers legend. Raskin, Jack and Tillman, or Cantwell, yeah? Tillman. Tillman, Sakala up front with Kent, yeah? Yep. So that, is that the 11? Yeah. Yep. For McGregor, you? Tavernier, yeah. Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Jack, Raskin, Tillman, Cantwell, Sakala and Ryan Kent. Okay. Um, Andy, what do you feel about Barry's lineup for Rangers? Um, I think that I think they need to do something, mm-hmm. and I, I think it will be interesting if Raskin plays. It'll be interesting if Tillman and Cantwell both play. I, I'm, I'm not sure that would would happen. Why? Um, I think both are it, to play them both. It, one of them's you've got one too many that's lightweight. In my view, mm-hmm. and I think, I think he will play Lundstrom. I think he likes his physicality. Um, not having his best season though. No, he's not. He's not. But I think it would be interesting okay. if Sakala plays through the middle because that would obviously be be something different and a quality that he has that pace. Obviously, everyone is uh, is aware of that type of threat. But assuming Celtic players are all fit. Then the, the goalkeeper, the back four, pick itself. It would be Hart, Johnson, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. I know he got a knock at the weekend, but... Well, let, um, let's hear sh- the manager on that, Andy. Yeah. Just it's very brief. This is what he said, uh, well, yesterday. Yeah, I think it's just a dead leg. I think he just took a bit of a knock and he's struggling with it, but <clears throat> nothing too serious. Dead leg, nothing too serious. Yep. I think he's been a really important player, not only defensively, but that that space that he occupies in the middle of the park when he, he ventures forward. I think he's played some really clever, killer passes um, quite a lot this season. So that would be your back four. And I would go with, obviously, McGregor. And all being well, if they're fit, Hatati and Aaron Moy. Mm-hmm. 
And then you've got your front three, as you saw yesterday. Jota and Maida are both wide, and Kyogo through the middle. No way it'll be a badder from the start because of how good he's been against Rangers. I don't think so. Yeah. And if he's involved, yeah. he'll he'll come on. But I think it is important to mention that 60, 70 minute yeah. mark because by that time you've got players who have been really yeah. at it for a long time. And I think the likes of Haksabanovic, yeah. uh, O, uh, David Turnbull, I think they can really make an impact. I think they're. There's a hunger about them when they come on that they really want to show they should be playing from the start. And I think that sets Celtic apart from Rangers that a wee bit. And Matt O'Reilly, I know it's a different case because he played so much, not as much. I like him. I think yeah. he's been terrific for Celtic. I don't think he's playing great stuff at the moment, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't be shocked or surprised if he if he played from the start. But I think if all being well and everyone's fit, I think McGregor and Hatati mm -hmm. and Moy I've got a great understanding the way that they played in the in the cup final. I think it showed you that they can take up positions to to be on that half turn mm. in that number sort of ten position and try and put pressure on that Rangers back four. Barry, as you've said, Celtic it almost picks itself, doesn't it? That the starting eleven, if they are all fit, Hart, Johnson, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt, and Taylor, McGregor, Hatati, Moy, Jota, Kyogo and uh, Maeda would you agree or would you think yeah I think yeah, if everybody's fit for Celtic I think that would be the, the, the starting 11 as I said earlier on there's not going to be any surprises for, for Celtic in terms of the way they play even if say Hitati and Moy don't make it they're still going to play exactly the same way um, so I, I keep saying it one thing that Rangers need to do is match Celtic's energy and I think with the team that I've picked, there's a, a fair bit of energy within that. Andy, your old team as well, that could be 11 titles out of 12. It's quite some record. And for you know younger listeners, this this isn't the way it was. You didn't often get that. You got a run when Rangers won nine in yeah. a row. Of course there was Celtic a couple of times yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I played in a winning team that won the league. We won a cup. And then there was a number of years where it was uh, slowly poorer and poorer. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when Martin O'Neill came in, uh, I think Barry mentioned it earlier, the quality of those two teams, Martin O'Neill's team, Dick Advocat's team, um, I remember covering those games and they were fantastic to watch. But I think the since Neil Lennon uh, left, the transformation in Celtic under Ange Postecoglou has been nothing short of remarkable. His success rate in the transfer market, nothing short of remarkable. And um, I think that is that's what sets Celtic apart from Rangers at the moment. I know that Rangers have got a lot of business to mm -hmm. do in the in the summer, but Celtic so far have been streets ahead in their recruitment, their value for money, and not only that, just in general, the business they do. Get Yakimakis, Juranovic in, and they're big players, but someone comes in and offers Celtic money. Celtic are always the type of club that will want to do business and it's fine you move them on and you get someone else in I mean who's the better player uh, Juranovic or Johnson I don't know I think one's as good as the other and uh, you know if, if Johnson gets injured uh, you've got Anthony Ralston there so um, Celtic have got good options strong options Alistair Johnson, you saw him at his best yesterday. He chased almost a lost cause and he got to the bank. He, he some, lost three players, didn't he? Yeah, he put some great crosses yeah. in, no takers, but he, he's always there, he's always available. I've got to say, Ross County, I think, handled 
the way that Celtic play yeah. with those uh, full-backs going in the middle of the park, I thought the, the the amount of times they were closed down so quickly, they couldn't turn and play uh, forward passes. A lot of the time they were they were just playing it wide or playing it back. But mm. um, yeah, a big pitch on Saturday um, and the way that Celtic play, they'll, they'll want to get the job done. And what's your scoreline then? I think Celtic will win comfortably. I think they'll win 3-0. So I'm going, who was the caller earlier? Was it yeah. Paul? It was Paul was on and earlier there was um, Greg. Was and on. I think Celtic are capable of winning comfortably. Yeah. I think they've got the players. And I keep mentioning their, their, their subs. The subs are so hungry. It's almost as if I speak to Celtic supporters who are dead keen on the subs coming on because they know it uh, gives the team a, a bit of a lift. Normally you've got players that have done what? They've maybe done about 10k mm. by 60, 65 minutes. And you bring on someone who's fresh, who's really hungry. And I think you see that in Haksabanovic. You see it in O, he's desperate to score. And I think you see it in David Turnbull, who probably thinks he should be playing from the start. And uh, I'm not even mentioned uh, Abada mm. and, and others. Barry, at this point, I'd have to say, what do you think? I mean, you're going to be on again on Wednesday and on Friday and on Saturday. But So Andy Walker, ex-Celtic star, saying 3-0 Celtic. What would you say? If Rangers need to go... And, and put a marker down that, that's what they need to do and that's go and try and do something that I've not done for a while and that's won a game of football at Celtic Park and that's why I think they'll be working all week on a game plan that's going to probably surprise um, Celtic with the, the personnel that's going to be in the team Jimmy has been on the socials at Go Football Show and he said Barry, Andy, who's going into the game with more momentum? So it's almost like a debate here, isn't it? Could you give the case for Rangers, Barry? Or what, 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 slightly yeah. more because of the cup final one. That's uh, domestically in terms of in the league. Yep, they're, they're, they're similar. Mm. Well, they're the exact same. Um, no doubt about it. I take the league cup. I know it's a different trophy, but yeah. obviously Celtic were dominant for 65 minutes or so. Um, so I think um, slightly Celtic but Rangers know um, what's at stake it's a big it's a big big April you've got this game sure. on Saturday and then you've got the big one at the end of the month as well start and the uh, end of the month yeah, I, I think yeah. Celtic's only hiccup in this fixture um, recently has been the Scottish Cup semi-final mm -hmm. uh, when Rangers won 2-1 deservedly and I think Rangers were a better team then because they had Aribo, who I think was a really important player. Mm. I know he's not getting a lot of game time at Southampton, but they had ba uh, Bassey, who was strong, influential, did so well for the for the winning goal. Um, I think Rangers were better then, and I, I think Morelos has lost his way. I think Ryan Kent is not the player he was. Maybe he's... Maybe his mind is um, elsewhere. Maybe he has got options. I don't know. But um, that's been Celtic's only hiccup in this fixture in, in recent years. And that's why I think they can they can look forward to Saturday, uh, a home game. All being well, they're, they're big players, they're fit players. The ones you've been really impressed with, Atati, McGregor, Moy, especially in recent weeks, um, they could be the, the big players for them. Because the manager, Ange Postacoglu, said that, you know, they got the result yesterday despite not being at their best. But uh, you wonder if they're keeping it for this weekend, Barry. It's going to be some day, isn't it? Looking forward it's to the always, game. Yeah. It's always a great occasion. 
Um, as I said, been lucky enough to play in many games. It's, it's a special game, Paul, um, and it's even more special when you win it. It's tough when you you lose these mm. games. You, you listen. You've got to just accept the criticism. It, it comes your way, and that that was my mind set yeah. getting into these games. I, I knew it was going to be coming. Have you never got the the, the right result? Because um, you would be getting a bit of criticism. But unfortunately, that's just the way it is in the west of Scotland. I can remember going to Ibrooks once when we were. Everyone was predicting us to get absolutely pumped, four or five. Uh, Rangers had a really strong team. Um, it was under Tommy Burns. I played up front on my own, and I, I wasn't that type of striker. Um, I, I didn't have the height, the strength, yeah. the physique. Yeah. I was more of a. I was always more effective with a, with a strike partner, yeah. but. Um, we went there and we got a 1-1 draw. We were mm -hmm. unlucky not to win. John Collins put a crossover, like diagonal for Paul Bum. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, they are. Scored in the volley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a great goal. And we got a 1-1 draw, so... Who scored for Rangers? Can you remember? I think it might have been Ian Ferguson. Ah, yeah. I mm -hmm. think it might have yep. been him. But um, Against in any the event, yeah. everyone for mm -hmm. days, we were in poor form. Uh, Celtic are going to get absolutely battered people are, are tipping a, a comfortable win just as I have mm. uh, for Celtic there comfortable win I think but you you need players to to stand up be counted and show that you've you've got some ability and of course at this time Andy the Monday before the Saturday where you're sorting out all the tickets for friends, families and what's that the bane of your life? Oh my goodness uh, mm. well I'm one of 11 uh, as you know so I had a lot of tickets to get and I, I, honestly I would regularly get more than 100 tickets for family and friends did you? Aye. you were that good you got 100 tickets and I, I'm not allowed to buy them now which is another story but um, oh, listen just... Celtic come on sort that out Celtic <laughs> is that really the case? I, I've that... not been able to I've, I've, right. I've been told I'm not welcome to buy tickets Michael chief exec it's, great uh, guy sort it out this yeah, is a, nonsense I had a, right. a, no. a pint with him recently he's a great guy Michael come on you're the boss <laughs> sort it who out who bought the pint <laughs> no it was uh, my brother actually because oh, right. he was a, yeah. he was a right. friend of his at school come on there is a lot of nonsense goes uh, on as well see before the, I, yeah. I like to get the tickets yeah. out of the way two or three days before the game I like I wasn't the one for writing them and leaving them at the front desk the day of the game I would want my tickets and then I would drop them off or people would come and pick them up because I wanted to just had the blinkers on yeah. you're so organised as well well I was the same yeah. I gave I got the tickets yeah. but I gave them to my brother to distribute to the masses uh -huh. <laughs> tickets. could you top that Barry did you get 100 no, no I never on, get, I bet you no, did no no 88 <laughs> cup final Barry I get 200 tickets for friends and family yeah, I was I, Maybe close to that in the UEFA Cup final. Mm -hmm. I think it was yeah. about 60 or 70 tickets for that. You had a bigger family, man, James. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well. 11. That's only me and Derek. Yeah. <laughs> you had to tell your mum and dad the old time. And when I played, I mean, Derek, uh, I played against Derek in, in that game when he was uh, when he was mm. starting in the midfield, I think, yep. alongside Sunus and, uh, and others like him. Sunus, great days. And as captain, what were you doing during the week then, Barry, with the with the team you're looking out for players that maybe looked as though but they were maybe overconfident saying daft things or those who were maybe beginning to look a bit oh my goodness yeah a bit, a bit nervy you've, yeah. you've got different type of characters in the dressing room you had the loud ones um, you had the quiet ones and you could sense who was getting nervy but listen I was nervy as well yeah. but I, I like to feel nervous before games I, I didn't like getting into a game not feeling um, nervous so Maybe an hour and a half before it, you would 
look round about and you would just reassure one or two people. You know what I mean? Um, that, Tosh, that's the Tosh was our um, Tosh McKinley was our one who would go into the the loo and did, did, physically oh, did he? spew yeah, up. Yeah. Just I don't know whether he <laughs> brought it on himself or whether it was uh-huh. just yeah. uh, the nerves. But the nerves he regularly did that before he went out to play. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't think it's recommended now with the sports scientists. No, I couldn't it, stand still. I, I was always on the move. I was in out yeah. the dressing room into the physio's room. I, I had to be around a bit. I didn't like being myself mm-hmm. until I came in 10 minutes before the game and I liked a bit of me time in the shower room. Mm-hmm. I just used to go did on you, the stand. Did you have music in your dressing yeah. room? Mm-hmm. What, what did you play? Steady. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's fine. We're all... We're all so yeah, some stirring music was yeah, it? Yeah, listen, there was all guys top ten. That was uh, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I still got it here. Coming in at number one. <laughs> I think you can guess what's number one. Exactly. Yeah, and Andy in your dressing room we as well. We never had music. I was, I would, Honestly, I was I about to ask both of you. So I would. You're kidding. I quite oh. like to chat to my teammates and uh, have a have a bit of a laugh. And Did they want to talk to you? Before before the game, <laughs> well, you know. before the yeah. game, we didn't we didn't no. have music. You sure, absolutely. I mean, uh-huh. the, mu- the music wasn't blaring that you couldn't uh, hear yourself um, talk. Mm-hmm. Barry, um, you know what it's like now. We are oh, with, with the TV. We're we're pretty much outside the dressing rooms, mm. and honestly, some of the music you yeah. hear, yeah, it, it put me in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My so top ten would put I'm you in going. a bad mood. <laughs> Can you guess Barry's top ten? Oh, wait, I no. might be able to. Yeah. Yeah. And did some great music, and you do love your music. I know you do. Right, quick break, and then we're back. We're into the final section already. So, quick bit from the weekend, and then looking forward to this weekend. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Great ch- chat tonight with Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. I'm trying to find out what the playlist was. Was. Uh, you loved quite a few of the, the banging tunes at the time as well but it wasn't particularly your thing I get it Barry but these days the dressing rooms are the music's a big part of it isn't it yeah massive yeah. part I mean they've got big beatboxes now that <laughs> you, you can hear about two mile away yeah, um, yeah but yeah. I like I liked a bit of music but also yeah. I liked to, a bit of quiet I, I like to mix it up a wee bit I, as I said Paul I was mm-hmm. just I would be in the dressing room for a couple of minutes and I'd be back out I'd be floating about and doing all sorts of things and speaking to myself and looking at myself in the mirror and <laughs> saying daft things. Um, Just get yourself ready for it, yeah? Yeah, that, that's right. exactly. Yeah. You've got to do whatever yeah. you, you feel you need. And do you miss it? I miss these games. Yeah. I, I don't miss playing. I, I've always said it to people, my time's been and gone and yeah. I was fortunate enough to, to play a lot of games and play with the, the team I, I supported as a, a boy. Um, but these games are special. I mean... I go back to when I was down at England. First time I walked into a dressing room, whether it was Blackburn or Birmingham, first thing the guy says, what you got an old firm game? Aye. Yeah. And you would, obviously there was Rangers and Celtic fans, sure. so you would have to yeah. go and get tickets for both sides. We would come up and I used to just turn around the boys that were in the Rangers end and look at them and they were just astonished in the atmosphere. They just mm. could not believe um, the, the noise that the game created. Um, so yeah it was funny because a couple of times we turned up and there was two minibuses went different ways <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't be speaking to them in the morning uh, and then obviously you would get a few beers with them after it so who were the Rangers fans who were the Celtic fans that we know from the clubs doesn't matter well even yeah. at Bolton when yeah. John McGinley obviously a big um, he's a big Celtic fan and I think there was a bit of 
interest in him when he was um, when he was banging them in left From right centre. Yeah. Alan Thompson, who I I was only at Newcastle yeah. for uh, for a month on loan, and Tom was at Newcastle mm-hmm. then, but we signed him for Bolton, and he was he was one that spoke about getting up and watching it. But of course he he eventually came up and starred in a few yeah. of them. He mm-hmm. he scored a lot of goals, I think, against uh, against Rangers home and away. I mean, I go down to Anfield sometimes. My brother-in-law yeah. Martin Sixsmith, you know the writer and all yeah. that. He's Huge Liverpool fan, and you'll never walk alone there is amazing. But I don't think it's any. Is it? It's not oh, quite. Honestly, right, I, it's not as good as. I've it been is to Anfield. Selfie. I've been to yeah. uh, Old Trafford just in the last few years. Yeah. The atmosphere, uh, just the general noise level, mm-hmm. excitement, passion, it is nowhere near mm-hmm. what you get in Glasgow. Nowhere near it, especially on a Champions League night under the lights. Of course. And Barry, when it is, you know, the big two against each other, there was nothing like it when you had either 10,000 at one end and then 40-odd thousand, you know, Rangers, 10,000 Celtic, or the other way around. There's nothing like that. And sadly, we don't have it this weekend. It's sad, exactly. It's sad, and hopefully at some stage um, over the next few years they they get it back to the way um, it once was. But if I'm being honest with you, I can't see it happening. Well, we'd love it to change, wouldn't it? So yeah. let's get Andy, allow Andy to get tickets there, sorted there. That's and come long on. gone now. It's been too long. So. Uh, and also, come on, guys, surely they can get it sorted out between Rangers and Celtic for next season to allow... Get around the table and bang their heads yeah. together and sort it out. Can you say to Douglas when you're in buying one of the cars there? And also, Andy, you can, if you're not at Macklin Motors, you can go in there and do it. And Andy, come on, we'll get your season I, ticket. I, I'm just happy to be allowed in when I'm working. Yeah. And you were you were at Ibrox uh, on Saturday before was, heading yep. up there to Dingwall. And as yeah. I said, it's yeah. great to see guys like uh, Marvin Andrews, who I played <coughs> against. I actually played with Marvin at uh, I went on loan to Wraith Rovers when he was. You, I think he was the top man there. Mm. And he was. He yep. was. Um, do you know he was a type of guy? Uh, do you, you know him? I, I know him really well. Well, he, he was. A t- I, I remember one of the first conversations I had with him, and he said, "Oh, just things." I'd, there's just things I don't do, Andy. And I said, well, what, what would that... Name me one thing. He said, well, I never swear. And so everyone in the dressing room was saying, oh, come on, give us a swear word. And so we would all be pressuring him and he'd just give us one swear word and he just wouldn't nope. do it. Good man. <laughs> he's one of the... See, if you're having yeah. a bad day, you want to bump into Marv. Yeah. That's what, that, he, he's, he's just infectious. So, yeah, he's, he's he gives just you a big so happy. He's the only guy that I know can header it further than they can kick it. <laughs> 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 And Do you think uh, he would take a penalty with his head? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we, we yep. signed him from Livingston and to be fair, he'd done a brilliant job for us. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, just all action, just loved, just loved um, the, the, the only thing I see playing in front of him wasn't the ideal. Why? Because the ball's up in there, he would just yeah, come right sure. through you. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many <laughs> smacks in the back of the head I had because he's a big unit, Marv, but brilliant guy and done a great job for Rangers. Let's go through all the games at the weekend as we look forward to the rest of the week. So we started off on Saturday. Rangers winning 2-0 against Dundee United. Michael Beale. Comfortable, really comfortable. Um, we knew they were going to make life difficult for us. You've only got to take one look at the league table to know that. And, you know, they've got nine cup finals or eight eight more now. We started the game quite well. The keeper makes a big save from, from Tav. And then their lad has an injury. We have Borner and it gets a bit stuffy. So we needed the first goal. It was a fantastic goal as well. And Todd and, and Malik, that's a relationship I really want to uh, encourage and, and, and we've done a lot of work on it and it was a really good first goal. Ryan Kent nearly scored a fantastic second one so we could have gone in 
at half-time, 3-0 in front. We're not, so it's a dangerous scoreline, but I thought we were, we were comfortable throughout. Alan had very little to do, and the only part I'll nitpick on is can we be a little bit more ruthless because we're creating a lot of chances. A little bit more ruthless, and you'll have to be on Saturday against Celtic, I would imagine. So it's six points at five o'clock on Saturday, and then Sunday, lunchtime, in Dingwall, Celtic winning by two goals to nil. Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, obviously positive result and performance. Um, yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough day today with you know, the conditions and, and the way they play. Um, they make it awfully hard for you to sort of get a foothold in the game, and like I said, with the pitch the way it is. Uh, so we had to grind it a bit. Um, Probably a bit wasteful, particularly in the front third, to put the game away. But again, the lads showed you know, strong mentality to keep them out of our goal and uh, good three points. If there was controversy, it was maybe that first goal, the penalty awarded. What did the manager think? It's good to get a goal at any time. I mean, you know, we, we were sort of threatening before, then we hit the post. We had a couple of good chances. Uh, the keeper made a couple of good saves. So, um, to be honest, I didn't even I was in the dressing rooms when they said it was a penalty. I just had to check to see who got it because uh, <laughs> I wasn't really sure. But, uh, yeah, obviously getting the... the, the the goal was good, but um, like I said, I thought we were just a bit wasteful in the front third. We had opportunities to really kill the game off and, uh, you know, when it's so tight, uh, you keep the opposition in the game. Andy, a lot of the Celtic fans saying, yeah, it was a penalty. You, I saw you on the telly. You, you weren't so sure. Yeah, I just don't I just don't see it as a penalty. I don't care what the colour of your strip is. I've seen yeah. too many nonsense penalties this season. Barry highlighted earlier... I don't know how you can't give a penalty for something so obvious as Andy Considine mm. a couple of weeks ago. And I've no idea how the referees are, are looking at some of these incidents, some of their, their colleagues in the VAR room. It is beyond outrageous, some of the decisions we've seen. And Malcolm Mackay saying today, Barry, this could cost some manager or managers their job. Yeah, he, was, um, he wasn't happy after the game and he actually... Never cut the interview short, but he, he says he didn't want to say any more because mm -hmm. in case he gets into trouble, he's just frustrated. And um, yeah, some of the decisions we're seeing with, with VAR is um, they're ridiculous. And it needs to get better because it's, it's ruining the game up here. It is indeed. Other games then at the weekend. Where will we start? Andy, your old club, Motherwell, winning a 3 1 at Hebs and what Van a free kick. Yeah. I mean, Van Veen got a couple yep. of goals, but a free kick from Goss. Uh, Quality, absolute quality. I, I expected Hibs to win that one, so uh, for Motherwell to do it, it just means they're absolutely they're safe, but maybe just a, a bit too far, a bit um, a bit uh, too much sure. to get into the top six. Top but six. They, they'll be a top flight club next season. Mm, big win for them. Van Veen, I think, has 17 goals now, Barry. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's been a good signing, there's, there's no doubt. He's got good quality. Uh, he's got a good first touch uh, and listen he does the hardest thing in the game puts the ball in the back of the net they're going to be okay obviously now could they get what? top six do you think? Um, so no, they're, they're, no there's seven points I think it's just uh, look you never know um, sure. only but, three games to go to the yeah, split yeah no I don't so. think they're going to make um, the, the, the top six but they're definitely no chance of getting relegated. No, it's just a bit too ambitious, isn't it? Um, looking for the top six positions, St Mirren, they're in 41 points. They've got Hearts away, Rangers away, Kilmarnock at home, Hibs on 40 points, Dundee United away, the bottom club, Hearts at home, the Derby, and St Johnson away, and Livingston on 39 points, Motherwell away, St Johnson at home, and Dundee United away, Barry. So I'm going to go for yeah. Livingston. To get that sixth place, yes. Right. Above St. Mirren? No. And Hibs? No. Hibs. 
That would be great news for here in the West. Andy, what do you think? Hey, obviously, what? Celtic Rangers, mm-hmm. um, yep. Hearts Aberdeen, yep. and then you've got... I think Hibs will make it. Mm-hmm. And then I would go... I'll go for St Mirren. You're going for St Mirren. First time I think they'll have finished in the top mm-hmm. six, which... Uh, fantastic achievement. Mm-hmm. It's a good league this year, isn't it? So, I mean, it's not it's not all over all over at the top. Um, Barry, what do you feel down? when? Because there's no one team anchored at the bottom. OK, Dundee United in danger of being in that position, but they're only two points behind Ross County. Yeah, but I've, what I've seen in Ross County against Celtic on Sunday, um, I've got to be honest with you, I was impressed with them. Um, Kilmarnock, I mean, I, I don't know their last... Um, what's their next few games uh-huh, called, do yeah. you know? I don't have it here to hand. Their home form's yeah. excellent. Yep. And uh, Dale must be scratching his head mm-hmm. with, the, with the away form. Because um, they, they play the same way. Mm-hmm. Derek's teams don't really change. Yeah, so that'll be frustrating them. But I fear for Dundee United. I, I do think Dundee United will finish mm-hmm. um, bottom. Jim's took over a hard task here. Yeah. Um, He's he trying to keep them up. Fair play, listen, he's took a challenge on. But I think it's a tough, tough challenge for Jim. Jamie has been on, he's a big Kelly fan, he wants to ask both of you, are they going to be okay now, Jamie in Kilmarnock, with Dundee United in 22, Ross County 24, Kilmarnock 28, four points behind St. Johnson, and it was Danny Armstrong, the penalty in 22 minutes, Lauren Shanklin had scored in seven, as you know, uh, and then Christian Dodge, 45 well, minutes. Kilmarnock have got two away games before the split, they play Aberdeen, which is a big oh, one obviously yeah. for, for Derek sure. McInnes, and then they're at home to Celtic, which is a mm-hmm. tough one, and then they're away to St Mirren. So they're away mm. from, I mean, two points. They've picked yeah. up away from home. It's, uh, it's just remarkable. It's relegation form, the, the away stuff, but the home wins are, are keeping them safe for the moment. Yeah, they'll mm. win that home one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Barry, who says thought on that one. And in the championship, my goodness, it's been a bad seven, eight days, yeah, hasn't it, it for has, Queen's Park? It's been a horrendous week mm. for, for Queen's Park. I, again, I thought they would have come back with a disappointing result they had the previous week. Yeah, I'm sure Owen, Owen Coyle will be, um, he'll be pretty worried with their, with their form over the last couple of games. Need to try and get the confidence back, Andy, for the game on Friday night. It's going to right. be the, the big derby on the telly. Against yeah. Thistle, that's yeah. a, a big one. And then they, they, they play Hamilton, they're away to Ayr, they're away to Morton. So um, I, I thought March was going to be a, a big month for them because they had four game, home games on the, on the spin. And they, they they slipped up a couple of times, but still not beyond them. No, nah. About my local team, what a, what a bad that result was it that doing, was. Wasn't it? I could Sadly. not believe it after when the I seen cup one too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Winning the but up at Dundee, they seem to be the form team. We're nearly out of time. There's only a minute left. It's been a quite two hours, hasn't it, Barry? Yeah, it's, it's been a good uh, two hours. So Big John will be here tomorrow night along with Stephen McGinn. Falkirk drew again at the weekend. I don't think they've scored a goal since they got to the Scottish Cup. Semi-final. Uh, you get into Stevens. Yeah, indeed, tomorrow night. Uh, Andy, you had quite a weekend. It was uh, some good stuff there. For this week, though, that's, that was your... Not a bombshell well, from you, but you think this weekend is going yeah, to be convincing for Celtic. I think Celtic will do it. I think they'll extend their lead to 12. I think they've got enough talent. I think they've got enough options. Uh, they've got a far better strength from the bench, I think, than uh, than Rangers. And I think they'll, they'll get the job done. They've won their 15... Home yep. game so far, I think they'll make it 16. 
Barry, the manager, has other plans at Ibrox and we'll find out what unfolds during the week and we'll get your full prediction later in the week. Thanks, Barry. Cheers. Thanks, Andy. Paul. Thank you. Coming up next, I think it's Joe is going to be with us after the news. We're back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.